beautiful souls and welcome to the Find Your Feminine podcast with your host Carly Jade, where we discuss all things harnessing your menstrual cycle, trusting your intuition and letting go of limiting beliefs. I am a rapid transformational therapy practitioner helping women just like you all over the world find themselves, uncover their soul's purpose and live an abundant life fully in feminine flow. I am so happy that you've shown up today and without further ado ladies let's jump straight into today's episode. beautiful souls and welcome back to another episode. First off, I I guess I have to extend my apologies if you can hear the aircon right now. It is 36 degrees right now. That is hot. And I think on Sunday, I'm recording this on Wednesday. Uh, on Sunday, I think it's like 40 degrees in Queensland or Brisbane. I'm going to be at the coast. I, yeah, no question about it. So I'm really sorry if you can hear the background noise of the aircon uh, and occasionally probably my dog. Uh, it's just really, really, really hot today. So I hope that you understand. So if you have clicked on to today's episode, you would obviously know today we are talking all about how to naturally increase your sex drive. Uh, we're not talking about any pills or I don't know. There's other things out there. I think there's a thing called like horny goat weed. Yeah, we're not going to be taking any of that. We're going to be uh, healing or like, uh, I'm pretty much just going to take you on a journey of what I've done. Uh, Take what you want, write down notes if it applies to you or if it speaks to you. But this is sort of my journey that I'm still sort of currently in. Uh, But I've noticed a lot of people in the clinic, uh, the last two or three weeks, I've just been attracting a lot of women into the clinic and online on my RTT sessions that are having troubles having this high sex drive. And I will point out this during the session or during today's podcast episode. But before I start, I just want to let you guys know that Your sex drive starts with you and ends with you. It shouldn't be reliant on how attractive your partner is or how, um, what things that he does to turn you on, although it does. I personally just feel that, yeah, Matt, I don't bring Matt in very often, but Matt is his own person. Uh, This has nothing to do with him. Uh, Really, he's still the same person. His sex drive didn't change. Men are fertile 365 days of the year. They are ready to go every day and are probably all hours of the day. Whereas women, we're not. And I have really, I guess, done a lot of research um, with in terms of like studies and as well as studying my own body and worked out this like natural equilibrium that works for me. So not everything I say today is going to work for you and nor should it, but I just wanted to take you on a journey of my process of really getting my sex drive back because it's been a while since it's been gone. Uh, Yeah, and I'm going to be really open with you guys uh, just to let you guys know that, yeah, I have never really been one to have uh, like a really phenomenal high sex drive. I would never say this has been something that I've struggled with since I could remember. Like I couldn't really say that there was a time in my life where I was like constantly turned on. Uh, I just remember thinking like, 
there are women that have a high sex drive and then there's others that don't and I just wasn't one of those and I just wanted to say that it's so far from the truth uh yeah we'll get into that soon but I just thought that it was either something you had or something you didn't have it's just like that saying or like that belief that it's not a belief but like how the percentage of women are lower that that can orgasm during penetrative sex whereas the other percentage I think it's like 80-20 so 80% can't and then 20% can or something like that during uh, penetrative sex and it's just there's so many loopholes and I don't want you to get caught up with the facts. I just want you to really study and work out what works for you because again, that is the most empowering thing you can ever do for yourself is to learn your own body and to take time and not just be like, oh, well, I'm not that, so I'm this and you're just comparing yourself to others and judging yourself, comparing yourself to others was what I just said uh but you should never do that because we are all unique and uh we all have different things that turn us on and make us feel sexy and make us feel vibrant and alive and you need to find what works with you so um before I met Matt I guess in my single days I was not very good single (laughs) I didn't really put myself first uh or my pleasure first I was always putting the other person's pleasure first and to be honest I don't think I was ever catered for like uh during other sexual encounters with other people I yeah it was always like because I am a people pleaser and I'm sure like some women right now nodding their heads I just wanted to make sure they were happy and I never even was taught that oh I can actually get something out of this too like I really looked at sex as a one-way uh process where I don't get anything in return which is not healthy, but you know, when you're young and dumb and just do all that things, yeah, sex was just like a thing for me. Uh, I did it to please others, but it didn't really feel that great for me. I guess self-pleasure was more nicer for me that I could do in my own time, but yeah, sex was just like a, I don't know, this loose thing where I just did it. And honestly, I think I was doing that to make myself feel accepted by others. I know, how terrible is that? But I'm only human and I'm a woman growing up in a very male dominant world. And that's what I went through. So I'm just being honest. So I guess my personal development journey went from first changing my mindset, uh, my behaviors, my career, my relationships, my friendships, everything else externally and everything else that wasn't like so taboo. And now that all those things have settled and I'm really happy with where I am, I, for some reason, I left sex for the last piece, last piece of the puzzle to be fixed or cured or to be even talked about which is where I am right now and why I'm so open about this now because I did it the wrong way and I don't want you to go about it the wrong way because sex needs to be the first thing we fix. Not saying you're broken or it needs fixing, but we spend so much time uh, changing our mindset, which is great. It's my work. I love my work, Um, like changing people's sabotaging beliefs and words that they say to themselves. But Quite often we think of all the external stuff, so changing our jobs and changing our friendships and changing our relationships and changing these words. And then at the very end, we think of um, creating this beautiful, magnetic, vibrant sex life. 
that should be the start. And the reason I say that should be at the start is because when we feel sexy and turned on in the skin that we are in, our relationships, our career, friendships, mindset, behaviors, all of those things that I just listed before, they get better because you now have a desire and boundaries and you have so much self-respect and love and admiration for yourself, which in turn, you become this energetic, magnetic, Uh, field attracting all these beautiful things and experiences into your life because you're living a life turned on and I don't mean turned on only in the bedroom I mean out of the bedroom too Uh, how you show up for your work how you do you feel sexy when you go and have a wine with your girlfriends and do you feel turned on when you're going to the grocery store or going to the movies it can be really small things but honestly when you feel turned on doing even mundane things it makes life so pleasurable and so exciting to live and yeah what I said before this should be the first thing we focus on we hone down in on and then all the other areas of our life just sort of like morph and fit into this way of how we want to be because we are so sure of where we're going where we are and our self-worth is so 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 high and when our self-worth is high we just yeah I think you've everyone sort of heard of manifestation right now you just attract things into your life at the same energetic playing field so if you are vibrating so high you're so turned on you feel so sexy so vibrant about yourself you're attracting all those things into your life again which is why I need everyone to just to focus on the sex first and just to feel sexy in the skin they're in um yeah and I guess if you listened to last week's episode, you would have heard that right now is the highest my sex drive has ever been. And I'm going to share with you exactly how I got there. I listed down some things. I hope I haven't missed anything because it's been a very long process. I'm not going to say that it's been overnight. It's probably been about two years uh, and I'll get into that first. But I guess firstly, I just wanted to say it was amazing first off just to know my natural ebbs and flows from my cycle so uh, I think two years ago I went off the pill and I didn't ovulate and ovulation is one of the main ingredients in your sex drive because when you ovulate when that egg is released you get a surge of testosterone and progesterone which is like the baby making hormone and like makes everything beautiful your your scent changes your uh you your like literally your face becomes more symmetrical to the other race uh you just appear like like this walking talking sex machine like pretty much that's what happens during your ovulation phase because you are at your fertile and obviously we're designed to recreate or procreate or whatever you want to call it And also, I guess your lubricant, your natural lubricant also changes throughout the month and is really wet uh, during your ovulation phase. And it just makes sex so enjoyable during this phase. For me, obviously, I'm most turned on during my ovulation phase, but I also get like a weird surge like a day before my period. It's really strange. Uh, But I only knew that by tracking my cycle and uh, how my emotions and uh, feelings change my body throughout the month. And it's been a process. I'm not going to say it happened overnight. Uh, but learning that has been the biggest game changer because now I know when I can tell Matthew this is where I am, like obviously, and then he can sort of like prepare when I'm going to be more frisky and when I'm not. 
And yeah, I wasn't ovulating for two years. So I was trying to get my sex drive back. But one of the the biggest components of sex drive is, yeah, your uh, progesterone and testosterone. Not a lot, but that is our, um, those two hormones, the testosterone and the progesterone are the two hormones that really, really, really surge our sex drive. And if you're not getting those, then this might be a problem. Again, I'm not trained in this area. I've just done a lot of research and that was what was happening for me. So uh, if you're new to tracking your cycle or maybe you are on hormonal contraception, so the pill, or the marina or the rod or confused where to begin, I'll quickly just lie down, I guess, the, the ground rules. Um, and if you are not on any sort of contraception besides, I guess, condoms and things that you can remove after sex, uh, then I highly recommend FM. So it uh, stands for Fertility Awareness Methods. And there are three methods that you can use together or only one, uh, but just obviously they say three methods will really <laughs> uh, obscure your chances of getting pregnant, uh, but there's three methods in total. So depending on what you feel comfortable doing. So first is taking your basal body temperature upon waking. That's something that I do. To be honest, I'm pretty lazy with it lately. Uh, Matt's been away at random times. Uh, There's really no point in me taking my temperature when he's not here. Uh, Second is noting down your fluids. So your cervical fluids, um, the textures of them, are they dry? Are they stringy? Uh, Just noting them down. And then also, uh, you can also touch your cervix. So this might sound weird, but it's not that hard. Uh, it's like if you put your finger in and you can touch your cervix, if it's uh, hard like the tip of your nose, then you can't conceive. But if it's soft like your lip, uh, then you can. And again, like we can only conceive as women for six days maximum out of the whole month, as opposed to men who are fertile 365 days of the year. So who should be on birth control again? Please let me know. I'll let you decide what you think. Okay, this is for all of my sisters that are on hormonal birth control or contraception or something where they don't get their normal bleed. Like you you might be on the pill or the marina where you don't actually have a normal cycle. Uh, Well, it's not a normal bleed anyway. It's just like a induced bleed, (laughs) fake bleed. Uh, But anywho, if that is you uh, and you don't know where to begin, if you wanted to increase your sex drive, I'm not saying that you can't have like amazing mind-blowing sex on the pill. I've had clients that have come to me for orgasms or like they need, they want to have orgasms and they're on the pill and then they've left me and gone and had this incredible night sex. I'm not saying that you can't do it, but you need to find out what method of contraception, if you do want to be on one, works for you. Again, it's not an episode of me to go into contraception, uh, but if you are on it, I recommend to start jotting down your feelings each day. There are amazing apps out there, Clue, Flow, Kandara, so you can track your moods and you'll be able to jot down the days where you feel a little bit more frisky and other days where you feel a little bit more like, don't touch me. (laughs) Uh, And you can see them repeating. Another way you can sync up uh, is with the moon. I bleed personally with the full moon and I ovulate with the new moon. Uh, You can use the the moon cycles because it's like a 28, 29 day cycle, I think, with the, the lunar cycle. Uh, so that's another way in which you can uh, stay up to date or um, uh, allows you to track it in a way. 
But all I'm really saying here is to just get really aware of where you are in your cycle because it's going to make the biggest difference of knowing when your sex drive is heightened. And again, I said when I'm ovulating and occasionally just for my period, that's when I am most in the mood uh, and it might be different for you. So I actually came off the pill I think almost two years ago now and it's taken about a year and a half to regulate and ovulate again and during that time I wasn't ovulating so I wasn't getting those juicy hormones to switch on my sex drive and it's only been like the last four or five months that I have been. Once I was very very equipped and like knowing the ebbs and flows of my body and what actually was happening. I mean, I've read so many books, read so many articles. It's my favorite topic. But the next step that I did was dramatically change, not dramatically, but change my nutrition. And I did this by hiring a professional to guide me in the right direction. Again, I'm not a nutritionist. I just really love healthy food. But it turns out that I was actually lacking protein. And I eat a lot of vegetables and I'm not even kidding. As soon as I added more protein into my diet, I was the happiest I've ever been, which in turn makes me more turned on. So when I made this shift, it was only about a a month ago. It was profound. Uh, I don't know the exact terminology. I just had another catch up with my nutritionist yesterday uh, and she was saying, again, I don't know what the uh, actual terminology of it is. If you are a nutritionist and you're listening right now and you're cringing, I'm very sorry, but um. What she said is there's a pathway in your in our brain and when we don't have enough protein, it can't properly signal and communicate to the other parts, which was which for me was making me feel drained uh, and tired. And not to say that I was depressed or anything or a bit sad, but I, I knew I wasn't operating at the most optimal level that I wanted to be. I'm quite busy and I need to be like my, I'm the face of my business and uh, I've got another business on the upcoming and I do other work as well so I'm quite um, a lot of things are happening and I need a lot of energy and I like to take care of my energy and make sure I'm replenishing it but there was just something a bit off so when I saw a nutritionist she really hushed that out hashed that out for me and I've felt so much better ever since uh, this probably won't be the same for everyone I'm not saying go out and buy some protein because it might be different for you and what you require but because we're talking about me uh, that was a big shift for me anyway and now ladies and gentlemen if you're here we're going to be diving into the juicy stuff the taboo stuff So grab a pen, grab a paper, and if you have one handy around or maybe even your notes on your phone because I'm going to take you through exactly as I can. I'll try not to miss uh, things, but I'll take you exactly through what I did personally into getting my sex drive back. So I acknowledged that I, first thing I did get was acknowledge that I was actually disrespecting my yoni or my vagina or whatever you want to call her. Um, Actually, I might refer to her through this segment so you understand like how I've um, done the relationship now so my relationship with her uh wasn't turmoil it was it wasn't that great I let too many people in without permission when my body was screaming like a whole body no do you know when you have sex with a random or someone that doesn't like feel quite right and your just your vagina just tenses up and it like sex is painful 
there's a reason why it's like that because your body's like get it out I don't want I don't want this person in me uh and I just disrespected her a lot I oversensitized her with toys I used um I just let all of my trauma bunch up in her and I never really did anything to release it um but not just saying not to say I did that on purpose I just wasn't educated and I didn't know so I guess Along with the work that I have done for myself during RTT, obviously uh, one of the main things that I work with is breaking the trauma cycle, so that did help a lot. But I do focus mainly in the brain, in the mind, uh, and my body. I feel like my, my, my mind was over a lot of scenes and instances, but my body wasn't. It was still holding on to some things. And I went to a yoni mapping massage appointment, which you guys know if you stay up to date with my episodes. Uh, and that was one of the biggest healing things that I could do for me because it honestly felt when I left that appointment it felt like I had healed my relationship with her like she was like honestly I think if I was like an actual person and I was finally becoming friends and loving her again for who she was not trying to like push her down or push her away or say all these bad things and how she wasn't I don't know you know you know what I'm talking about um and during that session I was able to release that caught up trauma and just to show her love and what she really deserves so and just how I healed my relationship with my yoni I healed it with my whole body and I stopped trying to change it to evolve it I stopped pointing out all the things that I didn't like about it and I started to point out all the things I loved about myself and verbally expressing it daily in front of Matt in front of my friends taking compliments it's accepting me for who I am I've been always quite a confident person but obviously even supermodels we've seen it. even supermodels have things that they had about them and we're like what <laughs> why and how everyone just has it because we're programmed that way to pick something that we don't like about ourselves and we think that it's really it's still really uncomfortable for me when people say or women say in front of us oh I just hate this bit on my belly I just feel so fat we actually don't know how to respond as a collective uh we think as women that we need to oh demise ourselves to de- um lower ourselves so we can be on the same level of them to make them feel better what the fuck <laughs> that is not okay and us bragging is seen as a bad thing when bragging is the number one thing we should be doing of how grateful you are in your life, how grateful you are to be you and have your body and brag about it and boast about it and scream at the top of your lungs how excited and happy you are to be you instead of pointing out all the things that you hate about yourself. Because I, I really am really passionate about women to stop belittling themselves to make the other person feel better it sucks I mean like sometimes I even hold back my successes in my business or uh, personal life because I actually feel bad for the other person because they're not maybe at the same point that I am or they are struggling or they're going through hardship at the moment when really we should be boasting about ourselves because that's going to support the other person Uh, have a think about that I didn't that I was very natural just came out just then I didn't write that out in my notes (laughs) but I that's something that I've just recently caught on to that I feel really strongly about so just be a little bit conscious next time when someone is saying those things about themselves um 
a friend of mine, she sometimes will say, I guess, bad things about herself. And I have made her a rule. I see her every week. So I've made a rule for her that every uh, time she puts herself down, she's going to buy me lunch. <laughs> so she stopped because she doesn't want to buy me lunch every week. Uh, so just being really observant with the words that you are saying and I feel honestly I just feel like I stopped trying to run away from my body and it was this beautiful time that felt like coming back home uh, from here I began to feel really sexy in my own skin I felt good I looked good uh, the words I was saying to myself on a regular basis were positive and uplifting and when I have that much care for myself I want to eat healthy I want to exercise I want to show up for myself I want to have baths and uh, do heaps of self-care rituals Again, when I feel like that, I want to keep doing that. Uh, for me, food, I'm really sensitive with food, good food and bad food. As soon as soon as I have bad food, or sometimes I'll just have it anyway, my sex drive saps up. It just like dries up and I feel bloated and depleted and my energy just really drops. So I know for me personally might be different for you but for me I need healthy food to make me feel turned on and that is my number one requirement to make me feel really good the whole month like I just had my period um, I'm on day six now so it just ended today but my period I did a I did a fashion show a catwalk on my day two and I was so happy. I was smiling the whole time. I wasn't bloated. I didn't have any cramps. My mood was amazing. I was dancing around this fashion show and just having like the time of my life and was able to be surrounded by so many beautiful, amazing women. And I didn't let my period stop me. I could have easily said, oh, no, I don't want to do it. I'm on my period. But I honestly had so much energy the most energy that I've ever had during a period. Again, if I feel like resting, I'll rest. But I didn't like I was really uh I was really just charged so charged so yeah I let me remind you I guess the words again the words that you say to yourself on a regular regular basis just create your reality and my work I guess as a hypnotherapist is literally just changing the words people say to themselves and showing them that they are enough that they are lovable that they are worthy so I just practice my own medicine (laughs) um and it worked a treat Uh, Next, I'll read out some things that uh, really short tips and things that I did uh, sporadically throughout the last couple of months to, uh, I guess, what would you say, like repair the relationship with myself. I pretty much started dating myself (laughs) Uh, and it really, I guess I was uh, allowed myself space to do this because my partner was away a lot so I've really healed my own relationship with myself first and again he doesn't come into this at all it really has nothing to do with him uh your sex drive starts with you so one of the books that literally changed my life and I'm sure people in my stories have heard me say it on Instagram is Pussy the Reclamation by Mama Gina. I'm not even going to try and say her last name. I actually don't know how to pronounce it, uh, but I'll leave the link in the show notes if you wanted to read uh, or know more about this book because this book literally changed my life. She she has like a school of womanly arts and she's just like this biggest advocate that I've ever seen in my whole entire life leading women to take pleasure back into their in their own hands and into their own life and um, turning on that switch inside them again and it was so profound so beautiful and I honestly felt 
sorry, you can hear Kopi walking around. Honestly felt so good the whole time reading that book. Uh, in fact, I'm probably going to keep going back to it. Uh, and while I'm here, if you obviously, you're probably a female if you're listening to this podcast, the two books that you need to read is Pussy, The Reclamation, which I just said, and In the Flow by Alyssa Vitti. Alyssa Vitti is more of the science base. Uh, Mama Gina, Pussy, The Reclamation is more of the uh, energetic base. When you mix the two together, I assure you, you will be a new person. So if there's one thing you can do after this session today or this, um, sorry, I'm talking like it's a hypnotherapy session podcast, uh, please go out and get those books. If there's one thing you need to do for the last month of 2020, it is that. Uh, And I honestly would not be the person I am today without reading those two books. So these are like my Bibles now. I swear by them and I'm constantly referring back to them. It's like a gift that keeps giving. I always miss things and I read them again. I'm like, oh my God, that's incredible. Uh, another thing that I did is called, well, Mama Gina calls it uh, pussification. Really what that is, it's just, uh, it's just an act of giving your whole house a spring clean, throwing out the clothes you don't want to wear, the clutter that doesn't have any use in your life anymore. Uh, this might be a whole day thing, uh, but go into each room, clean up all the cupboards, throw away any old undies and clothes that you don't wear anymore, declutter all the uh, junk out of maybe the office study or the papers, uh, clean up your makeup station or um, like your makeup brushes and uh, your bathroom, just get really clear. Like you, you don't want to have stuff lying around. One, because when you create space in your wardrobes, in your in your home, you create space for better things to come in. If everything is so full, you don't have any space for new clothes. You don't have any space for new shoes. You don't have any space for new products. You don't have any space for new food in your fridge or in your pantry. Nothing can come in. It's just like you're holding on to all this old energy. So I definitely recommend doing that. Uh, when I did that a couple of, I think it was about more than a month ago now, uh, it just shifted the whole energy in the house. And Matt and I were happier We just felt better and that's just the power of spring cleaning. It just feels so phenomenal. So yeah, really cleanse up your space and make it something that you're proud of. It's like pretty much ask if if someone was going to come over, obviously probably besides your drawer on your bedside table, but if someone was going to come over and open every drawer, would you be comfortable or would you go, oh no, no, don't don't judge me, don't judge me that my, my house is a bit dirty, I'm really sorry ask that question when you're when you're going through your house uh another thing I think I is this a third I don't know I'm just making these up as I go uh is having a date with yourself so um if we have people coming over we will clean up everything we will make sure the house is presentable make sure that we are presentable for them showered beautiful makeup on hair done but when have you ever done that just for yourself I want you to take a date or take yourself on a date, whether that be a night in, uh, cooking an amazing dinner for yourself while your partner or maybe housemates or whoever lives with you isn't home. Uh, I want you to prepare the table as if, prepare the house really and prepare yourself as this, if, eh, <laughs> as if the most important person to you is coming over. Uh, mine would be Beyonce, obviously. She is the queen of the world so 
I want you to ask the question, if you had this person coming over, what would you do? Because you need to start treating yourself like the queen that you are. So that's another tip. Uh, uh, I'm just going to stop counting them. I don't know what number I'm up to. But the next thing that I did was doing your erotic blueprint with your partner or yourself, or they even have like polyamorous ones or whatever you identify your relationship to be. Uh, do your blueprint so it's online it's free I'll leave a link below where you can do it I can't remember her name who created it sort of like the five love languages but it's like the five I think there's five erotic blueprints um mine is energetic I'm pretty sure so for me I apparently I can be turned on without a touch it's more for me it's more like the lusting before sex it's more of the attraction before and just like feeling sexy uh it's let for me it's less about the actual act so that felt really good I guess understanding I guess a bit more about myself and what makes me turn on and what makes me doesn't uh and then sharing that with your loved one and they're obviously doing the same thing as well so you can compare each other's and you can go further into that if you want to as well so uh, there's it's like a course like the five love love uh, I'm really tired no I'm not I'm not tired I just I'm tongue twisted anyway so it's sort of like the five love languages but uh for sex so you are able to compare each other's and you can there's courses online that you can I think there's like 20 dollar videos that you can buy where she further explains it that's done I should take a, a, a deep breath so next one is uh feeling really comfortable not wearing underwear in public so simple but so powerful Uh, maybe you do it when you're wearing a long flowy dress I know recently Matt and I went to the movies uh, and I didn't wear any underwear and (laughs) this stuff always happened we ran into uh, our friends there and we're like oh for fuck's sake and then as soon as I ran up to her she was like oh my god Carly you're glowing and I'm just thinking so was Matt he's like oh she's not wearing any panties that's probably why really empowering obviously don't do it if you're not comfortable but I had a really long dress and it was heavy and I know that I wouldn't fall over I'm just going to the movies it won't be even if I did fall over I probably wouldn't care uh but that just felt so freeing uh honestly just to get air up there and just like to let it breathe as well so that's a really good trip uh, tip that I would do or let you guys in on. It makes you feel really sexy as well. So if you have like a important interview or if you have something, or even a new date, or even if you're going out with your partner and you wanted to spice things up a little bit, don't wear any underwear and go out and tell them halfway through. Honestly, do it and come back to me and tell me how you think. Um, and also sleeping naked. When it's just obvious that uh, we just have more sex if I'm naked already because it's just sort of like a sign I feel so much like sexier in the bed even if I'm just going to bed but if I'm naked um I don't know it's, it's hard to explain it just feels so comfortable uh the only thing is is my house is like a greenhouse there's so many windows everywhere uh I said this last week I think yeah everyone's see me naked but you know it's all good <laughs> It's all fine. We won't be in this suburb forever. And uh, I guess exploring more self-pleasure. My wand arrived today from Julia Allen. I'm so excited. I got a 
rose quartz. I got a rose quartz wand. Uh, so one of the things that my um, yoni practitioner said was to grab a wand or buy a wand and keep kneading out that muscle, the vagina muscle, to get out that trauma. That's one of the reasons I got it and also just like self-pleasure. So I guess I'll be... I guess I can take you on a journey of how that'll end up eventually. So I'm going to start um, tonight and see how it goes and just, I guess, explore more self-pleasure because if you listen to last week's, you know I haven't done too much. So that's something that I've been exploring more into by myself. And it makes it much easier when Matt's away in the Northern Territory. Um, another thing is just like filling our home with smells and textures that excite us. So maybe a really yummy vanilla candle or a rose candle, a soft throws, uh, maybe even change like if you get some lingerie, how it feels on you, wash your hair, um, maybe even style it if that feels good for you and like how, if like soft skin feels good for you, shaving your legs, again, if you don't want to whatever feels good for you for me I do like that because literally I have to shave my legs every day I shave it once and it grows back I'm like like Chewpaka Chewpaka Chewbacca Chewbacca I don't know I've never really seen Star Wars but you know I'm getting out that really hairy uh character um literally it's good for my eyebrows and my eyelashes but everywhere else is not that great so that's one thing that I really love to do uh next I guess I've only got a few times, but I'm sort of like adding it to my morning routine now. It, that is yoni sunbaking, so i.e. sunbaking nude, uh, but with your legs apart. So how often do you think that space ever sees the sunlight? For me, it was never until the other day. <laughs> so, and it felt so good. The only thing is I had to put like sheets around my balcony because, yeah, my neighbor loves to chat to me. So it would have been really awkward if I'm there naked with my um, coochie out. And he's just like, hey, Kelly. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> that's something that I've, yes, I've only done a few times. I'm trying to add it, maneuver it into my morning routine because I think it's so juicy and so beautiful. But I really love doing that as well. And it's like another liberating tool that you can add to your toolkit. Another thing is dancing. Uh, I love dancing around the house in the morning or around like three o'clock, just putting like some sensual, sexy music on, even when I'm like in the bath and I'll be like lying in the bath with the water because I am... Actually, I'm an air sign. I'm not a water sign. I'm an air sign, but I don't know. I just feel really good in the water. And when I was in the water, just like moving my hips and my body and I guess like just feeling my body uh, to the music, but I'm not actually like standing up and dancing, I really love doing that and sometimes I'll just get out and dance but dancing 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 has really changed the way that I like I guess move stagnant energy and just how I feel as well I'm just letting I guess my hips move and shake wherever feels comfortable for them um another thing is having your partner give you a massage uh massages are my love language if you ever need to give me a present please give me a massage voucher (laughs) i'm not even kidding i love massages um so that might be a fun way to uh bring honestly like when i ask people even myself before like people like oh i'm so time poor it's like yeah well i don't have time for sex i don't feel like it finding out or maybe even yeah finding out a time that both works for you because I know personally for me nighttime sex 
Isn't that great? I'm tired. I, I'm, an, I'm a generator. I use all of my energy in the day and I go to bed really, really, really tired. Uh, so right at night at 9 p.m., I'm not going to be in my friskiest mood ever. Mine is more like midnight, which is really weird, or like in the morning or if Matt's home at like in the middle of the day. I can't do it at night. So being open with your partner and finding what works for you both. Uh, But something I do really like doing is a couple nights a week, we will uh, not watch TV and maybe just go spend some time in bed a little bit earlier. Uh, Whether that's to have sex or not, it's just allocating like a really nice sacred time to either chat or talk or just spend time together, not in front of the TV screen. So I would definitely... put that into your routine if you can even a couple of nights a week we don't really need to watch movie or old tv every night and honestly that will be the biggest change biggest shift uh, another thing is um this website called omg yes i think i mentioned it last week it is so good it's pretty much like this whole subscription base uh although you only pay once i think ours was like a 90 dollars uh one payment and you get access to everything and it's like years and years and years worth of study on the female anatomy and they give like live tutorials and demonstrations of like how to pretty much get women off without with just using your fingers I think I'm only up to the fingers so far but it was really interesting to learn that yeah it's not just one thing it's everyone's sort of different and it's sort of like a a school for women and for men if they want to learn too so that's another really great tool that I highly recommend doing. Um, and I think also just uh, like there's more, if you wanted to get into it, I'm not trained and I haven't delved too far into it, but we've done a little bit and like more of the tantric style, slower, sensual sex has really helped with the breathing. Um, there's heaps of YouTube video clips on it and tutorials and I guess like people that are trained in that as well. So if you wanted to delve more into that, I would highly recommend. Uh, again, I'm not really an expert, but who knows what the future holds? Who knows? And another one is RTT. So RTT increases your sex drive because you are healing your trauma, which in turn makes you more comfortable in the body that you're in, increases your self-love, which in turn increases your sex drive. So you are not going to have high sex drive unless you feel confident, lovable, sexy in the body that you're in right now. So I guess with RTT, we are letting go of that subconscious programming of chasing that level of perfectional. You have to be, I don't know, a size six with big boobs um, and a skinny waist in order to be like, have a high sex drive or I mean, there's so many, but that is my work. And I do have clients regularly that do experience low sex drive. Uh, I've even had people that have come in and they're on the pill still. And they come to me like, I want an orgasm. I say, great, let's do it. And I leave the clinic. I'm not even kidding. It's in my testimonials. You can check it out yourself. Uh, Yeah, one of my clients had, I think she said three orgasms that night. Anyways, it was the best sex that she's ever had uh, after our session and she's on the pill. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you can't have this amazing um, sex if you are on any contraception as well. So, and also I wanted to bring up your environment. So if you don't feel 
turned on by your environment around you, then I would probably say that you won't be in the mood to have sex. And that's really big for me, my environment. So what I mean by that is, are the sheets nice and clean? Uh, is the bed made? Uh, maybe how's the temperature in the room? Is it is the aircon on, the fan on if need be? Uh, how's the lighting? Is there nice candles? Is there like a salt lamp or uh, diffuser on like what smells? Think about the five, I think there's five, five senses, maybe even four. I don't know. Uh, Just think about all your senses and how you can entice all of them when you're thinking of setting up the room or even like cleaning the house. When I said before about just like the spring clean, that turns me on. Just like feeling really clean and clear. uh, That's been a really big mm, tool, I want to say, to help me get into that mood because I can guarantee you if the bed is not made and maybe the sheets are like a little bit older than a week old and maybe I'm not wearing nice jammies or I don't know I'm really tired and again to be honest I don't really have like I don't really like it at night anyway uh, I'm more of a morning gal but yeah think about those. These are all just my recommendations. Uh, Take what you will, leave what you want to, uh, but do some investigating because uh, pleasure is your birthright. I'm not even kidding. Like the clit only function is for pleasure. It doesn't, it's not for survival. It's not for um, reproduction. It's only there for pleasure. So we may as well start using it for pleasure. We are yeah, way more better than the men. They literally have one vessel. They can't have even close to what we can have. So really harness that and take some time to get to know your body again, because it's a really beautiful process. And obviously don't rush it because there's, there's a lot to it. Uh, but it's a really, my journey anyway, has been really uplifting and really beautiful just to come back to myself. But again, I'm still still on this journey. I, although I have felt the most turned on I've ever been in my whole entire entire life, I know there's more to go. So let this be like the very first sequel to this journey of mine. Again, this podcast is called Finding My Feminine. I'm on a journey. I'm not at the, the, the last point of my journey yet and nor should I ever be. I feel like as humans, we are always evolving. And I guess thank you so much for listening to me today and uh, coming on this journey with me. If there has been any golden nuggets you have thought of or any points in this episode that has really sparked an interest, shout out to me, send me a note on DM. I would love to hear from you guys. I love getting little love notes from you all. It makes my day, honestly, because sometimes I'm like, I'm just talking to myself. Is anyone actually listening? (laughs) So it's always nice to hear from you. Uh, from you all. So I hope you all have an amazing day. If you're listening to this on the first week of December, it is hot in Brisbane, in Queensland, and please get some shade and cool spots and pray that your aircon doesn't break. <sighs> Love you all so much. Thank you so much for joining me today, and I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I would love to hear your key takeaways. So please leave a review on your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to share this episode on social media and tag me at Carly Jade. Now go out and find your feminine.